Hi everyone, and welcome to another episode of Mindset Moments with me, MC. Today's episode is all about this sense of displacement that can often come from moving away from home. Today's content, I guess, is primarily aimed at those who are currently living abroad like myself or have moved back to Ireland or are trying to decide where to go. However, if you're still living in your home country, I'm sure you'll connect with some of the stories and messages that I'm going to share in this podcast. So I often hear people questioning whether they should stay or should they go. And although it's quite a complex question to answer in less than 15 minutes, I am hoping to at least provide you with some questions and things to kind of reflect on if this is something you're you're weighing up or have worked through before. So I myself have emigrated twice from Ireland. I first took off when I was 25 for what I initially thought would just be one year of travelling. I just planned to backpack and travel with some friends. However, that escalated and I ended up teaching in Australia for five years. I never really had a plan with, you know, living abroad. Um, As each year would draw to a close, I just announced to people that I was staying another year. But when I reached 30, I decided now was the time to come home to Ireland. And I also wanted to go back studying and kind of spend time with my family. So I packed up my life, left my relationship at the time and moved home. And I was really uncertain about what lay ahead. And I was also really unsure if I was even doing the right thing. After spending three years at home and just personally, I was feeling really frustrated with my life. I actually took a job offer back in Melbourne and at 33 years old set off on a bit of a solo adventure back down to Australia. So when people share with me how they feel torn between two places, how even if they make a decision to commit to one place, they still feel that, you know, unsure or they don't know if they've done the right thing. I totally understand and can empathise with that feeling of being torn or conflicted between two places. And although most of us happily have chosen to live abroad, the decision, I think it pulls at everyone's heartstrings in different ways. So the majority of the expats I know describe this deep sense of connection with their homeland, something that's often really hard to even put into words. And the easiest way sometimes to deal with the homesickness or that craving that connection or that longing is to just suppress it and to try not to think about it too much. I know for me personally, whenever I'm coming home to Ireland, I feel so much emotion when I start to see, you know, out the airplane airplane window, when I see Ireland kind of coming into view, it's just, I can't even really describe it. It's just something deep down inside me. And I almost feel a sense of relief wash over me that home is in sight. However, the funny thing about being an expat, and I guess because I've lived away for quite a while now, is that I also get that same feeling, but in a different way, when I come back to my now home in Melbourne. I don't know what it is about that city skyline when I'm coming across the Bolty Bridge. I just get this rush of excitement and joy to, to, to call this place home. So it's almost like this weird duality where at times I don't even really know where I fit in best. And now that I've lived nearly 10 years abroad, I often wonder who I am and kind of what kind of hybrid am I or am I becoming? I know when I moved back to Ireland in 2015, I never thought I'd move abroad again. So I was pretty intent on giving that move home like 100%. And I was really taken back at how much of a transition it was. I kind of presumed I guess that I was just going to slot in where I'd left off five years previously and in some ways I did 
But at times it actually felt really overwhelming. And I remember thinking, why is it feeling so hard at times for me to settle back into a place that I've known all my life? Like I often share this story, but I remember on one occasion coming out of Super Value, which is the local supermarket near my family home. And I had a cry in the car, in the car park, because I couldn't find certain brands or there was a certain type of food. I can't even remember what it was now, but it was something that I was really used to buying in Melbourne and I couldn't find it in my local Super Value. Like talk about trivial, but I look back now and I realise I was just a bit lost. I was struggling to be in my present reality. And I probably was still looking back at Melbourne, you know, with rose tinted glasses and and looking backward at that experience all the time. So why do so many of us find this transition to a new country so hard, or in my case, that transition back home? As humans, our sense of identity is created at a very young age, and it's usually a combination of values, beliefs, cultures from our local area. And then we have experiences as we move through childhood, adolescence, and even into adulthood. And that will often kind of confirm or back up these beliefs. So whatever we're seeing in the world, we're like, oh yeah, that makes sense because that, you know, confirms that belief I have, whatever it might be, whether it's about money or love or career or equality, whatever, it could be a whole platter of things. So our, our identity is actually made up of three significant parts. So we've got our personal identity. So that's how we see ourselves and how we define ourselves as an individual. Our relational identity. So how we see ourselves in relation to others and then the relationships with others. And then our social identity. So how do we see ourselves in the larger societal sense, sense and I guess the rules and expectations that, that form our identity. When we then are moving back and forth between our birthplace and our new home, we're actually in a period of transition because some of these layers, either layer, is all of a sudden maybe being challenged. And we might feel like we don't fit in or we feel like we have to adapt or change our behaviours to feel a sense of belonging and connection within this new community. And I guess as humans, we're hardwired to feel connected and be in part of a tribe. So it's totally acceptable to feel like your heart is in two places as you navigate between these two places and these two kind of versions of yourself, because your mind is so hard at work trying to make sense of this, because beliefs that you have ingrained into your being that are just part of you, now we're kind of being challenged because of these new experiences. A question I have discussed a lot is how do I know where I'm meant to be? So people, you know, when we start this chat about moving or, you know, moving back home or moving abroad, that's what people want to know. How how am I meant to know where I'm, you know, where I should go? Do I move home? Do I stay where I am? Do I need to move somewhere different? Am I missing out if I stay here? Am I missing out if I do go abroad? And I wish really there was just a magic wand that we could all wave and then we'd know what to do. But I'm hoping this next exercise that I'm going to talk you through will help you to get a bit of clarity. These big decisions of where one should live can take up a lot of headspace and energy. And for some people, it can feel like you're on a hamster wheel of indecision. And it can be so draining because you're just going round and round and you can kind of feel like you're not making any progress, whereas it can feel like other people are. So, Let's start by getting a piece of paper and dividing it into four quarters. Now, if you're going to do this exercise in real time, you might want to hit pause after each section so you can actually take some time to write down some things. 
as always, if you're out for a walk or listening in your car, you can just kind of listen along and, and think. But I would recommend if you are one of these people who was trying to weigh up, should I stay or should I go? This is a really good one to sit with and get the pen and paper out. So when you've divided your piece of paper into four sections, we're going to go to the first square or the first quarter. And I want you to jot down what does society say your life should be? So what are some of the norms, some of the messages, some of the expectations that are prevalent or obvious in your society? So what should you be ticking off? Like what are the things? When you've done that then, I want you to go to section two and jot down what would your parents and family want for you? So what are their expectations? What would they see as this, you know, fulfilled, happy life? What are the things like what, when I do this myself, I know probably for my parents, they would love me to still be in my pensionable teaching job um, because that's a belief that's really important to them. Then section three or the third quarter, what do I really want? And this can, this one, you know, might not be an easy one to answer straight away or maybe you'll find the things are flowing and, you know, you're ready to write. But when you think of your life, what you know, if you could just abracadabra and it could all just happen, what way would you really like to experience life? What would you love to be doing? And then number four, the very last one is where we're going to take a moment and think about where are you living now and what have you created? So where are you investing your energy? So we want to maybe look at section three and then as we move into section four, we want to get, I guess, clear on your reality. So if you've written down certain things in section three that you want to experience in your life, have any of them actually transpired and maybe just have a little look between those two sections. Because there's that famous quote of, you know, faraway hills are green. And I remember a friend here in Melbourne saying to me, the grass is only greener where you water it. And that really stuck with me because so often we've got, you know, we're looking backward, at, you know, at, at the other place. So this fourth section is a really good opportunity to reflect on whether you are watering your current grass or, you know, where is that attention going? And it's interesting when you look back on those answers and think about your current level of happiness or contentment. Contentment. I've done this exercise with quite a few people, especially those who feel they can't make up their mind. And there's often a tendency to have a bit of a romanticised version of the other place and a struggle to look at where our current home is with a grateful heart because we're so busy looking back at the other option that we can't even avail of the great things that are maybe happening right around us in wherever it is that we are living. Another important message that I think we sometimes forget is you can change your mind. I think we often get caught up in this age old timeline thinking, right, I need to have decided, I need to know, I need to lock it in and it can never change. But the reality is you can actually do whatever you want with your life. And a lot of people won't agree with me. A lot of people say you can't and they'll list out all the obstacles, but you actually can because you're the only one who's going to live your life. Not your mother, not your father, not your family, not your school friends. It really is your creation. The hardest thing to accept as a human is that we're not going to be on this planet forever. Life is extremely short and we can't live our life for other people or in a way that they would like. We have to be true to ourselves. 
A friend of mine got this advice from her dad after she'd moved home from living abroad and she wasn't sure if she'd made the right decision. He said to her, please tell me you haven't just come home to wait around for us to die. Because that's going to happen whether you're here or not. However, when we leave, we'll be happier knowing you've created a life that you love and that you've a life that will help you heal from grief and sadness. I've thought about this story a lot over the years and the message in it. I think sometimes we can feel guilty for wanting to experience our life in a different way, whether that's moving somewhere new in your home country or moving abroad or moving or deciding when to move back home. The thing is, home doesn't look the same for everyone. Only you know what home means to you and what you need to do to live a fulfilled and happy life. And the bottom line is, it's your responsibility to go and create it. And maybe that definition of home is going to change over the next few years, and that's totally fine too. Right now, home might be one place, and in a couple of years' time, it might be somewhere else. But it's just important that we keep remembering, what is it that I need to create this sense of home? So on that note, I'll leave you until next time. Take care. Bye.